0: I want to look at passage of scripture that's found in Deuteronomy, 31st chapter of Deuteronomy. It reads as follows, Then Moses went out and spoke these words to all Israel. I am now 120 years old and I am no longer able to lead you. The Lord has said to me, you shall not cross the Jordan. The Lord your God himself will cross over ahead of you. He will destroy these nations before you and you will take possession of their land. Joshua also will cross over ahead of you, as the Lord said. The Lord will do to them what he did to Sion and Og, the kings of the Amorites whom he destroyed along with their land. The Lord will deliver them to you. You must do to them all that I have commanded you. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you then moses summoned joshua and said to him in the presence of all israel be strong and courageous for you must go with this people into the land that the lord swore to their ancestors to give them and you must divide it amongst them as their inheritance the lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. May the Lord add a blessing to the reader and hearers of his written word. Allow me to put tag on this and that, the time has come, the time has come. The time has come. I believe it is in the great book of Ecclesiastes where it is stated, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. Things do change. And in life, we all transition. Whether we want things to change or not, change occurs. As a matter of fact, John Maxwell says change is inevitable but growth is optional. Change is inevitable. Growth is optional. Because we can either (laughs) grow in the change or refuse it and be left behind. But change is inevitable. It is in a real sense, an innate part of life. We transition from one phase of life into another all the time. I love that quote by Maxwell because it raises the question about how we will handle change. Once again, we can grow with it what comes, grow with what comes, for all practical purposes we allow it to occur and we not accept the change and we are left behind. In this morning's text we encounter the Israelites about to enter the promised land. From examination of the scriptures, uh, we know much of the reason a generation dies off was due to their stubbornness and their refusal to change. Therefore, a whole generation is left behind. God's plan was still advancing. They just would not be a part of the fulfillment of that plan. We know that they didn't stay in the wilderness for 40 years because they had to. We realized that part of that delay was due to the fact that they were unwilling to change. They could have entered the promised land much sooner, but they had the propensity to fight God and f- to fight with God, with what God was trying to do for them. They labored in a wilderness, in a real sense, without true enjoyment, uh, simply because they were w- unwilling to go along with God's plan. As a matter of fact, it wasn't if we really look carefully. I'm not sure. Let me correct myself because it wasn't the plan. I believe they agreed with the plan. I believe they were excited about the promised land and the potential to enter a land and have a land to call their own after the entire being enslaved. And after coming through this journey, this exodus, I think they were all right with the plan. It wasn't the plan. It was the direction. (laughs) Uh, It was the direction, the direction that God was giving them. They didn't, in a real sense, they didn't want to be directed. So it was not the plan. It was the direction that they had a real problem with Uh, we can, in life, agree with the plan God has for our lives, and yet reject the direction that God gives us to reach fulfillment. My favorite scripture, my very favorite scripture, is Proverbs 16 and 9. And it says that in a man's heart are his plans, but it's God who directs his path. Mm. In other words, you ought to plan. You can organize. I mean, you can come up. We ought to <coughs> prepare for some things, but it's submitting ourselves <coughs> and allowing ourselves to be directed by God. <coughs> plan doesn't change, but oftentimes how God chooses to get us to his promises will change. Uh, So we are constantly being redirected in life. Plans are the same, but it's the direction. I was driving the other day and, and encountered uh, a road that was blocked off. I, this was the direction I was going in, but I had to be redirected. And oftentimes, when we're traveling, we, we hate when we come to some, somewhat of a detour. We, we, we want to go the way we want to go. But oftentimes, we come up against roadblocks and we are redirected, and life can be the same way. The interesting thing is, you're still headed to the same destination. You're still, and, and sometimes, like me the other day, I, I, I wasn't even in a hurry, but I still didn't like being redirected. Didn't I wasn't under a time crunch, but it was simply being redirected. Destination was still the same, but I just had to take a different route. And a lot of times in life, God will redirect us. I don't know about you, but oftentimes, I've discovered that with my GPS in my car, it gives me different routes, especially when I travel to Beaumont to go home. Depending on the traffic, sometimes it'll tell me to go through Houston. And then other times, it'll tell me to go around Houston. Oftentimes, it's just simply based upon what I may encounter. Coming through Houston when things are clear tells me go through there because that's the fastest route. But when there's traffic or there's a road closure of some sort, it tells me to go around. It depends on uh, the conditions, traffic conditions, accidents, or road closures. We have in life a GPS, a God positioning system that redirects us, oftentimes based upon certain potential things that can block us and hinder us from getting to the place that God desires for us. Sometimes God redirects you because there's some hazards that you may encounter that you don't need to encounter in life. So we have to submit ourselves to his redirection. I've learned that sometimes the longest distance, watch this, can be the shortest to your destination. God, that was good right there. Somebody ought to shout. Sometimes the longest route might be the shortest route to your destination. So God changes your direction to ensure that you have the the best possible route to getting to his blessing for your life. So when he sees disaster coming, he redirects. When he sees unnecessary hurts coming, he redirects. When he sees folk that are really not any good for you and your life and what he's trying to do in your life, he redirects. Don't get mad at redirection. It's for your benefit. God may redirect us. But oftentimes, we still have the same destination. One Fellowship, this is a time, and the time has come for you to be redirected, but you still have the same destination. That is, that is to be the church that God has called you to be, to be a light for unity and oneness, To in Jesus Christ, to make disciples of Jesus Christ, that's still your destination. Not only is your, it's your destination, but the same, but it's the same God that will get you to that place. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that is the message that God gives the Israelites as he prepares them for success. Success of entering into the promised land. I believe that is what he's telling Moses and instructing Moses to tell the Israelites and Joshua as they are being prepared to enter into God's promise. Twice he says, I won't leave you, nor will I forsake you. In other words, I'm the same God, the same God that brought you out of Egypt, the same God that fed you in the wilderness. I'm the same God, same God. Sometimes we're just being redirected but it's always the same god he assigns new leadership based upon current current situations leadership is changing in this church but it's the same god the same one who brought me here is the same one that's bringing pastor conley He's the same one that will be with her. That is essentially what God is telling everyone in this text. Don't be afraid because I've been with you and I will continue to be with you. God is ensuring their success for the future. Just a few things I want to highlight in this text and about success, and then I'll bid you farewell as your pastor, he assigns new leadership, number one, for the current situation. Moses was the right person for the Exodus, but Joshua was the right person for the promised land. There are times when God will change leadership, when when leadership has to change based upon the current situation. Sometimes there's good reasons and sometimes there's bad. I can't make that statement without just for one moment mentioning what we're going through as a country. If you allow me the privilege just one more time, I digress just a little bit and parenthetically speak just for a moment that as I look at the current crisis in our country and all that we're dealing with, <clears throat> we need leadership change <laughs> due to the current crisis. And I'm not talking just about COVID-19. We had poor leadership in this country before COVID-19. I don't know why anybody would expect Anything different right now because we've had poor leadership coming from the White House before this crisis. In an Internet article. Entitled least we forget the horrors. there's a few authors that have chronicled. Trump's. All of. Trump's indiscretions, all of Trump's issues, all of the things that lead most of us to believe that he is a horrible leader. All of his cruelties, collusions, corruptions, and crimes, they list 759 atrocities that have taken place During his leadership, there comes a time when leadership must change atrocities that they list are placed I don't have time to list them all out but the atrocities that they list out his sexual misconduct harassment and bullying white supremacy support and racism and xenophobia public statements and his tweeting his collusions with Russia and obstruction for justice the things that he's talked about and had his staff and administration do, his family business deal, his policies, everything. Everything is 759 things, items, all dealing with his cruelties, collusions, corruptions, and crimes. There are times when leadership needs to change. That time is now in our country. It is time for us to vote him out. I told you I digress for a moment. I'll get back to my sermon. I'll get back to my sermon. In the text, there's a change in leadership with the Israelites, not because Moses was a bad leader, Not because Moses was a bad leader. Moses did what he was supposed to do. It was just time for Joshua to take the reins because he was chosen with the responsibility of leading them into the promised land. It was Joshua's calling. God passes the mantle of leadership in the presence of the people to let them know he has sanctioned this transition and that God would still be God, even with Joshua. That's what Moses tells Joshua, that God is still with you, that God, that, that who God was, wasn't changing. So in order for them to experience God's success, Watch this. They had to accept Joshua as Moses' successor. Let me say that again. In order to experience God's success, they had to accept Joshua as Moses' successor. One fellowship, pastoral leadership is changing. But allow me to submit to you this morning that God is still the same God. He's just changing leadership, but God is still god so in order to experience god's success you have to accept god's successor in pastor conley god is assigning new leadership for this current situation that will lead you into success she will lead you into the fulfillment of God's promises second thing I want to share this morning is found in verse 3 we're told that God goes ahead of them God goes ahead of them verse 3 tells us that God goes ahead of them watch this God won't send you where God hasn't been himself God, that's good. <laughs> God won't send you where God hasn't been himself. God is, number one, assigning you new leadership, but God has already created a path, and God has already been where you're trying to go. God won't send you somewhere he hasn't been and stepped in himself. So God steps in and tells me that God goes ahead of them. And so what God does is God goes ahead and he sets the stage for success. That's good. That's good. I don't know if somebody should be shouting. See, God goes ahead and he sets the stage. He prepares everything for their success before they enter. (laughs) Look, look, look. Life may, in life, you may have some setbacks. But here's what I want you to understand. Even as you journey towards God's success, there may be some setbacks. But God has already set you up for success. He's been set up. He's staged your success. Look, the setbacks that you encounter won't destroy God's setup, because God's already gone ahead and set up everything for you to be successful. And can no devil in hell take it away. You've already been set up for success. Maybe some setbacks, <laughs> but you've already been set up. So so watch this. So operate from the setup and not from the setbacks. <laughs> you have success waiting for you because God said so. <sighs> because God has already declared it. God has already promised it. You ought to act like God has already set up some things in your life that can't no devil in hell take away. Uh, It's been staged for your success. They only had to watch this step in to what God had set up. Oh, you know what? I don't know who you are right now, but it's time. Somebody listening to me right now. It's time. God is saying the time has come for you to Step in what God has already set up for you. Stop worrying about the setbacks (laughs) because his setup is greater than the setback and the setbacks can't destroy his setup. Uh, So you ought to just step in uh, to what God is doing and what God has already done. One Fellowship, go ahead and step in, because God has set you up for success. God's been where you need to go. He has gone ahead of you and set it up. So step in. It's time to move forward may be some giants (laughs) ah there may be some giants to deal with (sighs) see see we know from previous scriptures from we know that there were some giants in the promised land (laughs) we we know matter of fact joshua uh was one of the spies that was sent out to look at the land and they came back talking about giants in the land Uh, but as i've pointed out you've already been set up for success and so that, that, that that there may be some giant encounters but god's already worked it out because that's why he stepped into the land before he sent them into the land Uh, so 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 their success in the promise watch this watch this their success in the promise was greater than the giants that lived in the promise uh that's good their success in the promise was greater than the giants. so uh, uh our declared success is always greater than the opposite opposition we will face whatever god has declared in your life it's always greater than those that oppose you because greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world ah your success watch this is greater than your failures somebody needs to receive that right now your success is greater than your failures somebody say that right now my success is even greater than my failures my success is greater than my giants you ought to declare that Uh, watch this watch this can i pause here parenthetically just for a moment and and, and 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 say we may have some dry racist problems in this country, but we've been set up for success uh, and our success is greater than the giant of racism. Watch this, because giants do fall. Ask David. Racists can no longer occupy the promises that God has for all humanity. Giants do fall. Ooh, somebody ought to declare that with me. It's time for overt and covert racism to fall. Giants do fall, because my success is greater than my giants. Giants do fall. It's time that we step into God's promise. <laughs> so god was letting them know he had them and that they didn't walk along look look verse six verse six comes god comes back and says so so watch this verse three he says i'm going ahead of you and i'm setting it all up for you And then verse 6, God comes back. So God goes ahead, sets up everything. And then in verse 6, we learn that he comes back. Watch this. And the text tells us that now he walks with them. God, that's good news. God didn't run ahead of them and leave them. But God went ahead of them and prepared everything and then came back to walk with them. That's good news. That's good news. The Lord, it says, the Lord, your God, will go with you. So when they stepped in, they would not be stepping in alone. So God went ahead, and now he was coming back to walk with them. He tells them, don't be afraid. I won't leave you, nor will I forsake you. They only had to what? Move forward but they weren't moving forward alone. They were moving forward with God. One fellowship, I just tell you this morning, move forward. Because God is with you. Go forward because God has prepared the way. Go forward because God will walk with you. Go forward because God has prepared you uh, to do exceedingly, abundantly. God has uh, uh, prepared you to do abundant things. Go forward this morning. God has prepared you to even experience greater things. Go forward, because you have everything you need. Go forward. With God on your side, who can be against you? There comes a time when you must go forward. The time has come for you to move forward. Move forward in grace and power, move forward. The stage has been set for your success. God has assigned you new leadership. God has set you up for success. And God is willing to walk with you to reach the fulfillment of what he has declared. Go forward, go forward, go forward and know that greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. Go forward and know that God has equipped you and prepared you for this time, this moment to succeed. Go forward. May God bless you and may God keep you. We opened the doors of this church and under my leadership, I opened it up for the very last time. Maybe there's somebody at the sound of my voice, you've been hesitant about moving forward. We extend an invitation to you this morning to come forward in Christ Jesus. Maybe you've only gotten close and you're on the edge of his promises. But now, this morning, I hear God calling you right now. I hear God standing. I see God standing on the side of you, ready to walk with you. God won't force you to take the steps. That's good, that's good. But he'll take every step with you. It's time for you to step forward. God has already prepared the way, the path. And he's right there with you. And and when you step, he'll step. Come on, step forward. Step forward. Every step you take, he'll take. It's time for you to step forward and see him as your Lord and Savior. See yourself stepping out of displacement, confusion, loneliness, anger, unforgiveness. Step and know that God is stepping with you. There comes a time when we all must step forward. So step forward. Come on. Wherever you are, whoever's ever listening to me right now, get up and begin to step. Step into the promises of God. Move forward. And watch God step with you. That he won't leave you, nor forsake you. God is able, God is able. Keep stepping, keep stepping in, keep moving forward. God will walk with you, move forward. Change is inevitable, but what doesn't change is God. God is right there with you. So step, step, step. I just noticed that my aunt Irene, who I spoke about earlier, was with us. Had joined us, and so um, Aunt Irene, I love you, and so proud of you, and uh, thank God for you, and. I know god is bringing you into uh, transitioning you into something else and uh, whatever it is i know you will do in an awesome way so step move forward know that god walks with you in this new journey uh and that you have a nephew that is so proud of you and loves you well, at this time we're we're uh, going to prepare to worship God in our tithes and offerings. God loves a cheerful giver, and so um, at this time uh, we want to pause and so see uh, into such a great kingdom. So, if you pray with me, would you pray with me, Lord? We thank you for all that you do. We come at this time, Lord, uh, to be a blessing. God, you bless us so much, and it's out of that blessing, God, that we want to be a blessing. So we ask for your spirit at this time to just rest upon what we do. Anoint this time and this moment, Lord, and every seed that is given, and every hand that gives, and every hand, Lord, that doesn't have anything to give but desires to do so bless. God, I pray for those right now who are struggling, those that have lost jobs. God, for all of the economic downfall that's taking place across our world. God, you are, you are our everything. God, you are our shepherd you said in your word we've declared right now for the Lord is a my shepherd and I shall not want so God we turn to you for every need now Lord we lift up all that is will be given we lift it up in the name of Jesus for your glory in Jesus name we pray and say amen so a few ways that you can give you can give uh, by uh, online, we you can go to our website uh, and through PayPal, which is onefellowshipumc.org. Uh, you can also uh, mail in uh, your tithes and offerings. That's PO Box One Two Seven Three, Waco, Texas Seven Six Seven Zero Three. Uh, we also uh, you can give by pay. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> by Cash App. Uh, which is one fellow, dollar sign, One Fellowship, Waco. One Fellowship, Waco. Uh, and then also, finally, uh, you can also drop off your tithes and offerings here at the church on Monday between 1130 and 1:30. Our treasurer is here. We truly thank you for blessing, being a blessing. Uh, so we thank you in advance uh, for all that you do thank you so much i thank you as your pastor for all that you have supported since i've been here thank you uh the great work that's been accomplished here could not have been accomplished without all of you and so thank you so much so much well finally i'm gonna have uh, my family uh, at least a portion of my family that's present <laughs> to come and bid you farewell Uh, my wife Tara and my son TJ um, and so uh, we we thank you for loving us for caring for us for accepting us for accept accepting us for allowing us to be in ministry with you Um, it has been a blessing uh, my six years here, and the work that's been done. um, I want to say to you all, I'm so proud of you. Um, You embody your name. Um, As you know, when I came here, this was two different churches. Uh, Those churches have united and we started a new church one fellowship. And I'm so thankful and proud of the fact that you are truly one in God. Continue to be so. Continue to be so and know that we will continue to pray for you and in many ways support you. So uh, I don't know if my wife wants to say anything. One Fellowship. It has truly been a pleasure and an honor to serve and worship in the Lord with you these past several years. Um, Just thank you from the bottom of our hearts for supporting us, loving us, and giving us grace. So I do hate that we have to say goodbye or see you later this way, but do know that We love and appreciate you all and hope to see you all real soon. Thank you again. You say I love you. I love you. Okay, and you say goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) We love you. God loves you. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. May God bless you. Now may the grace of God, the sweet communion of his spirit, rest, rule, abide, and go with you. May you go knowing that God is on your side and that the time has come for you to move forward. That all those who are bede- redeemed by his blood and agree say amen and amen.